This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good afternoon, this is Marshall Davis. In the last episode, I ventured to talk about the Beatitudes of Jesus from a non-dual perspective, and I got only as far as the first Beatitude, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And as I said in the last episode, the Beatitudes are the eightfold path of Jesus. They are eight blessings that introduce Jesus famous Sermon on the Mount, and they describe what is commonly called these days non-dual awareness. A listener who has a doctorate responded with a comment that was very helpful. He said that Jesus most likely preached the Sermon on the Mount in his native tongue of Aramaic rather than Greek. The Aramaic word for blessed means complete or present which also points to this non-dual reality. And so whether Jesus originally spoke these Beatitudes in his native tongue of Aramaic or in Koine Greek, which was the lingua franca of Palestine and Galilee, in either case, Jesus was pointing to non-dual reality. Jesus was a teacher of non-duality. Now I want to move on to the second Beatitude. It says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. This is usually interpreted by Christian preachers to have to do with the normal phenomenon of grief that we're all familiar with. We cannot get too far along in life without significant loss, including the death of loved ones. The grieving process applies not only when someone we know dies, but also to other losses, such as divorce or losing a beloved pet, or losing a friendship, or a job, or a home, or one's health, or many other situations. This type of grief is a normal part and a very important part of life, but I don't think that's what Jesus was talking about here. Jesus is talking about non-duality. The way of non-duality involves grief, he is saying. It involves mourning. Many people assume that spiritual awakening instantly brings an end to all the problems of life. But the truth is that the beginning of this has a grief of its own, which then blossoms into comfort that ends suffering. This is what Jesus was talking about when he said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Spiritual awakening involves loss, the loss of all things, including the self, and that loss brings with it grief. Jesus repeatedly taught that to follow him meant to give up everything. He said, whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life shall find it. The spiritual life involves loss, because it involves loss, it involves grief. Jesus 
specifically mentions family. He said, anyone who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Awakening to our true nature means the loss of our old nature and everything associated with it. About a year ago or so, I was talking to a man who said he was reluctant to pursue this spiritual awakening because he thought it would be the end of life as he knew it, and especially his emotions, he mentioned. He was afraid that spiritual awakening would mean something akin to an emotional lobotomy, that he would feel nothing. So he asked me if I still felt emotions. I assured him that feelings are still present, they're part of the body and the mind, and they remain as long as the body and mind are alive. The difference is that when one knows that any mental states are not who we are, then that changes everything. They are simply phenomena that are passing through, kind of like thunderstorms pass through. You know, I'm not the body or mind, and so there's no attachment to these mental states that come and go, and that is comfort, that is peace. He remained unconvinced. When one sees that one is not a separate self, then one loses everything that was thought to be the separate self. And yet, at the same time, we gain everything. We lose our mortal life, but gain eternal life. One is not an individual self. One is the one true self in all separate selves, all eight billion selves that are present on earth now. So one loses and grieves everything connected to the personal self, but you gain eight billion selves, eight billion lives. And that means we're filled with compassion for these 8 billion people. Because we share with them. We are one self. So we suffer with those who suffer and we rejoice with those who rejoice, as as the Apostle Paul says. Our, Our emotional life is not poorer, but it is far richer than before. We see that in Jesus. Jesus was very emotional and very compassionate and loving. This is what Jesus was talking about a few chapters later when he says, everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for the sake of my name will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. Now, in the context in which he said that, he said that this happens in what he calls the renewal of all things. Now, that is normally interpreted as an apocalyptic event in the future. But that is thinking linearly. In reality, there's no past and there's no future. Those are simply categories of the mind. The kingdom of God is eternal. It is here Now, so the renewal of all things is known here now. So yes, we lose everything that we thought we were and we had. We grieve that. Jesus did. Jesus felt that grief in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
as he prepared to go to the cross. And anticipating the loss of life, there was grief there. There was mourning. But it was swallowed up by the joy of surrender to what is. Not what my will, but thine be done. There is an African-American spiritual entitled, My Lord, What a Morning, which talks about this renewal of all things that Jesus was talking about. The lyrics go like this. My Lord, what a morning. My Lord, what a morning. Oh, my Lord, what a morning when the stars begin to fall. In most hymnals these days, the word is spelled morning in the sense of the beginning of the day. M-O-R-N-I-N-G. So that is sung as if you're saying, oh, what a beautiful morning. But there was a hymnal that I used to have in one of the churches that I pastored in which this hymn was spelled with a U. M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, meaning grieving. So it's, my Lord, what a mourning, what a grieving. I thought that variation was interesting, so I researched it, the history of the hymn, and I discovered that this, mourning with a U, was the original spelling and the earliest published account of this hymn. The song was first published in a book entitled Slave Songs, published in 1867, and it's spelled... M-O-U-R-N-I-N, without even the G. And this interpretation of grieving has scriptural support. When Jesus describes this in his little apocalypse when he gave in the Mount of Olives. Yet both spellings have a merit, so I can sing it both ways. Death precedes rebirth. Mourning precedes the morning. As the psalm says, though whose soul in tears will reap with songs of joy. This is the truth behind the words, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Jesus might have even had the psalm in mind, because Jesus loved the psalms. We can tell by how he quotes it. When one deconstructs one's present life, that involves grief. I experienced great grief firsthand during those years when I was deconstructing my Christian faith, deconstructing Christianity back in 2009 and 10 and 11. And as I was doing that, I was grieving the loss of each piece that I found not to be true. I was grieving the loss of my religion, my worldview that I had all my adult life. We grieve when we discover that reality is not what we thought it was and when we are not what we thought we were. But the grief turns to joy when the falsehoods and the false self falls away and we see clearly what and who we are. That is a rebirth. Spiritual life involves death and rebirth. The death is the meaning of the cross. And with that death comes mourning. But the good news is that we are comforted by the realization that death is swallowed up in victory. That's the meaning of resurrection. We see we are not ever separate from anyone, anything. We aren't separate from God or other people. We're all one in God. We are all one in Christ. When one sees that, then the grief is turned to comfort. Blessed are those who grieve, 
for they shall be comforted. That's the blessing of unitive awareness, non-dual awareness. I think I'm going to stop there. It seems like one beatitude is probably enough for each episode. At least it has been so far. We'll see what happens next time. In any case, that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ. Christ.